0: Everybody, and welcome back to the Bundesliga Show, brought to you by Over the Bar. We're back after a hiatus, a summer hiatus, uh, nearly two months. Uh, we have decided to come back early. Uh, if it was earlier and earlier every year, but just because we love it. Uh, fourth <laughs> series, Mark. Fourth series of the Bundesliga Show. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's been too long, to be honest, over the summer. You know, I think I mentioned to you before we started today, Rory, that it, it seems to have been a shorter break this time. Although last season was also short. And obviously, I've been doing a couple of videos as well uh, out for the women's uh, football too. So, yeah, but very, very much looking forward to getting back into it. You know, I've been kind of itching to get back. So, yeah, here we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So tonight, we're just going to kind of uh, bring you up to speed with what's been going on in the summer Transfer window to date. Uh, We can have a little fun with it, try and do some, you know, some winners, some mid range teams, who's been having an underwhelming campaign. So please do, you know, get involved and let us know what you think uh, with our picks. If you disagree, if you agree, Uh, anything in between. Um, So yeah, we'll be cracking on with that as our first show of the season. Uh, We've got a couple of um, other pre season shows. We'll always, of course, be doing our prediction show. Um, the biggie will have a fantasy draft show before the season starts because we'll be strongly following that again uh, alongside Bully News um, and we'll be doing a couple of the new Bundesliga uh, teams or um, mm-hmm. kind of welcoming them and doing a bit of a team profile on Darmstadt and Heidenheim. So keep your, uh, your eyes peeled for all of those um, to come before the season even starts. Um, obviously, before we do get a crack in as per usual, smash a like on the video, the first of the 23-24 season. Uh, Comment along, comment along live, you know, whether you're new, returning, uh, just so I can see Balan getting involved as well. Uh, Welcome back, Balan. I hope you're doing well. And of course, press the red button to subscribe on. uh, We are on the journey to 1K subscribers on YouTube. Be really, really thankful if you can get us up there nice and early into the season. We can really shoot forwards, uh, throughout the season, you know, really have a, a an enjoyable season with the fantastic community that we keep on growing. Um, shout out again, just before we get started, to our delightful partners um, who will be joining us again this season, in the shape of Bundesliga Boxes, um, and of course, not forgetting, Bully News uh, as well. So thank you to your continued support, guys, uh, and we will go strong into this season. Um Right then, Mark. So I mean, it's been a hard summer to keep a track of um, all the business because there's been there's been a lot really, hasn't there? Um considering we still got a long way to go. Um feels like clubs have been really, really busy early on. Some there's some big moves um, at the start of June. Uh, I think we can still predict there's gonna be a lot of movement even after this show. So obviously as season gets underway. We'll keep you up to date with what's going on. We'll probably use the fantasy shows as well. Um, So before we get into the, the winners, the underwhelming and kind of anything else like that, is there any, you know, moves straight away, Mark, that you look at and just think, wow, or have you been unimpressed with certain moves as
1: well? Yeah, I think a bit of a mixture, really. You know, I think obviously one of the first points is the decimation, really, of RB Leipzig. You know, I think uh, a couple of their... Nobody was really talking about Sabozlai leaving, and that kind of came out of the blue, really, a little bit when yeah. he made a big-money move to Liverpool, which seemed to happen really fast, didn't it? Like, yeah. a lot of these moves are often drawn out, and they take weeks to go ahead, but that one just seemed to happen so fast, really. That one was a bit disappointing for Bundesliga fans. You know, obviously, €70 million Euros they got for him, which is still pretty good. Obviously, joining Nkunku, leaving, and potentially Gvardiol as well. I think that would be classified as pretty much decimation, really, for RB Leipzig. But obviously, as they always do, they've also made quite a few big moves as well, which we'll talk about later as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, obviously, Jude Bellingham leaving the league as well for €103 million Euros was a big talking point. But in terms of incomings, I think, you know, again, Bayern Munich signing Kim uh, Min-J is a really right. good signing. You know, he was rated as one of the best players in Serie A for that brilliant Napoli side last year who mm-hmm. won the league and went pretty deep into the Champions League too. I think he's got to be considered a great signing for that Bayern Munich defence, which wasn't really that good for the two preceding seasons, in my opinion. Yeah, I think other signings, I mean, obviously it's uh, Xhaka, has got to be considered a good signing that came in from Leverkusen to Arsenal. You know, not always the most highly rated player for Arsenal, but he had to be considered a good player. You know, he was a mainstay in the Arsenal side for what, six or seven seasons and played a big part in their title challenge side last year as well. So quite a lot of big moves, but also a lot of outgoings as well in the league this year.
0: Yeah, and I think we often obviously have our chats outside the show and we say it's it's such a shame to lose a lot of the big players in the Bundesliga, Jude Bellingham and Kunku, Uh, you know, if Gavardio uh, Gavardio goes, um, you know, See DRB going, we've just been talking about that in the last few days. Uh obviously it's disappointing for the league. And you know it, but uh, on the other side of it, it just goes to show the talent that comes through the Bundesliga all the time. And I think me and Mark are absolutely in no doubt that we're buzzing to see who the new superstars are going to be this season, who steps up, what teams step up. Um, some of the signings that we're gonna talk about, some of them might flop. Some of them where me and Mark think, oh, they're going to be, you know, underwhelming. They'll probably come up and smash it and be top goal scorer. I honestly genuinely never know. But that's why we want to kind of talk about it, just to make you all aware of the, you know, all the movings, the ins and outs uh, that we have seen so far. So what we're going to do, we're going to try and split up into three categories uh, this evening. And we're, um, we're going to go with some, you know, the winners of the market so far. Uh, the more underwhelming performers in the market and then kind of all the other teams are in that mid-range category. Uh, myself and Mark will kind of just go through the eighteen Bundesliga teams um and kind of just vouch what we what we think you know has been impressive about them or, or not so impressive. So we will start we'll start on a positive note. So we'll go with the winners uh we think so far in this uh transfer market that we've seen so far. No, I'll get us kick started. Um, so I think it's something that you've already slightly touched on, Mark. But um, I still consider Leverkusen as winners uh, so far in, in this transfer market. Absolutely, we have to kind of throw in the caveat, uh, really disappointing to lose the uh, uh, to Aston Villa um you know a signing that had been gathering pace in in the last few weeks it looked like um obviously a Saudi club wanted to come in for him as well um but yeah just disappointing in the end because with the signings that have come in I thought Leverkusen were going to be they could have done anything and we're not going to use the show to you know do our predictions because we'll we'll do that in in a few weeks time but you know they were looking really strong from a squad point of view. Um, but anyway, so they've, they've brought in this really exciting right back, Arthur or Artur, um, the Brazilian right back. Who again, it, it kind of looks like he's being brought in as maybe a Jeremy Frimpong replacement, Mark. I'm not, not too sure about that, but that's a really good cover if they can keep a hold of Frimpong. It, you wouldn't have thought that Leverkusen necessarily need the money now that they've done the sale, uh, the sale of, um, the RB so that's that's an interesting one. Grimaldo, uh been in lots of um chat about him, so an exciting addition replacing Mitchell Backer, who's been moved on. Um, you know, 27 years old, you know, good profile, very technical add assists, um, no doubt, um, to the Leverkusen side, So that's that's something definitely to look at. Um, obviously, you've already mentioned Xhaka Mark, you know, from Arsenal, high profile player. Um, he's actually a, year, a lot younger than I thought, Jaka. He's been around for ages, though, um, so that kind of um, strikes me as being yeah, very smart business. Adds that steel, experience, the midfield. Um, you know, will help will help Leverkusen keep a hold of the ball as well. You know, they're a very speedy team. You know, they can play on the counter, they can rip teams apart. But maybe in those bigger games where you need to retain the ball, I think Granite Xhaka should be a good signing. Uh, But, I mean, obviously, looking at a top signing and one to weaken another Bundesliga side, getting um, Jonas Hoffman in. Great signing for me, surely. Um, You know, taking that from Gladbach, guarantees your Bundesliga goals and assists, top, top performer for Gladbach for a number of years. Um, And, you know... He's not a direct replacement for, say, the Arby. But, you know, when when you're losing a player like that and you've got Hoffman coming in, I think that's really, really sound business. Um, And then uh, another recent signing for Leverkusen is Victor Boniface. Um, uh, He's obviously come in. Looks like a bit of a Paddy Schick replacement, we think, Mark, because of the injury to keep uh, Schick on the sidelines for a a little while. Uh, He's coming in with, you know, some... Some good stats from goal-scoring point of view. Time will tell how, how he goes and, and how Xavi Alonso chooses to use him. But definite winners, in, in my opinion. Are you thinking that Leverkusen are going to look strong with those signings?
1: Yeah, I think especially in midfield, you know, as you mentioned, Xhaka and Hoffman are amazing signings. I mean, obviously, um, sometimes Hoffman plays a bit further forward as well, but he's just a quality Bundesliga player. And another signing that just came out of the blue, really, for Leverkusen. And at the time when they pulled that off and Xhaka, I was thinking, you know, Leverkusen could even be title Mm challengers. But obviously, since then, we've heard the news that Schick could potentially be facing a long layoff. And also, obviously, the unfortunate news that uh, Musa Diaby left as well. They got a good amount of money from, I mean, 55 million euros to the ambitious Aston Villa. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, I think, good business for Leverkusen, but also good business for Villa as well. And he was always one of my favourite players in the Bundesliga, so I'm sad to see him leave. But yeah, there's no doubt that this looks like a quality roster that they've managed to put together. I mean... The only problem is if uh, Schick is injured, then they're going to be relying on Boniface to really kind of come good and get the kind of goals that he was able to do in Belgium last season. But, you know, the the Bundesliga is a big step up from uh, Belgium. But I'm particularly excited about Hoffman and Xhaka. I just think that's a real, real quality uh, pair of signings. Grimaldo as well. I I think uh, Xabi Alonso said that he really, really wanted Grimaldo. He was really keen on signing him. He got his man from Benfica, and that's a big coup at the end of the day because, you know, he's worth 25 million euros in market value, and he he came on a free, so that's, you know, he's going to retain his value even if he stays for a year or two and then wants to leave. So, yeah, really good signing there. I think, yeah, there's a lot to be positive about. I mean, the fact that he kept uh, Jabby Alonso as well is a big thing because, you know, he's been very, very highly rated, you know, had a really, really good start to his career at Bayer Leverkusen, and, you know... They're going to be looking at top four. You know, we're not going to turn this into a prediction show, but top four should be minimum for them looking at that squad, even with the loss of Musa Diaby.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Um, okay, so uh, another team. Um, do, do you want to pick out another team that you think is a, has been a winner so far in this market?
1: Yeah, for, for me, actually, the team, that the big winners, actually, I was saying to you, Rory, before, and it, it's the men from the east of Berlin. Again, it's Union Berlin. I just think... The, the window they've done so far is ridiculously good. I mean, we all know that more money is in the club because of the Champions League. You know, it's a club that's going from strength to strength in general, but I didn't imagine that they'd be able to get some of the quality they have done so far. I mean, first point is Diogo later signed on a permanent from Porto. You know, he was one of the players of the Bundesliga season last year. They managed to get him in for just 7.5 million euros when his market value is 15 million. So... Great signing there, you know, only 24 years old. I just think the cheekiest and one of my favourite signings of the season was the signing of Lucas Toussaint as well from uh, Hertha Berlin. I just think, you know, I think we mentioned he, he was Hertha's best player by a distance last season. He was superb for the... Uh, West Berliners, despite their relegation and to pick him up for three million is just wow it's a really good piece of business and also kind of antagonizing the the blue and whites as well at the same time I think that that's a classic uh, uh, Union Berlin bit of business that but really good signing you know this is a guy to say who's been linked with like real top clubs in Europe before uh, and, you know, I think he's still got a lot to give in the Bundesliga in a better a better team in Union Berlin. I, I also think some of the loan signings he made as well, like Fofana from Chelsea, he's just 20 years old. But we know that, um, obviously, they, they were lacking a top, top goal scorer after Awanee left. Obviously, Jordan didn't really do it in terms of goals, but they managed to get him on loan. He's only 20, but I think they've kind of brought him in in the same model as Awanee a few years ago when he joined from Liverpool. And I think, yeah, another potential of a real top striker there. Again, we've got to see he's one of them that could go one or two ways. There's no guarantee... He's going to be top quality. But I mean, he is the kind of player that could go and hit the ground running and get 15 goals next season. And I think, again, one for the American fans out there, Brendan Aronson as well, on loan, market value of 25 million euros. Not bad for Union Berlin to get that caliber of player in. I mean, you know, he didn't do that well for Leeds last year. But at the end of the day, he was playing in a poor Leeds side. And uh, yeah. He is a player that's very highly rated. I'm looking forward to seeing him in a Bundesliga, which I think will probably suit him a little bit better. You know, the 22-year-old. He's one of the signings of the season. really And even Alex Kral as well. You know, the, the yeah. loan signing from Spartak Moscow. But obviously, he played at Schalke for most of last season and was really good in the second half. He looked like a quality defensive midfielder. and It's all smart business. You know, it's an upgrade on some of the guys that they had previously. It's players that, you know could probably have gone and played for bigger, more um, kind of well-renowned names, but they've all chosen uh, Union Berlin just because of the story, just because of what they're building in the east part of Berlin. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I
0: think very good business uh, you know they're going to need squad depth as well with you know the fact that they're in the champions league they're going to need that squad to rely on um they've also brought in a young a young striker uh, who's quite a good prospect uh, Kaufmann, um who had a pretty solid season with karlsruhe last season so he looks um capable of maybe going to the next level obviously he'll need time um again just smart business um <clears throat> obviously loaning out uh, Luerling as well to, to stuttgart who you know will kind of come on to in a little bit um strikes me as a good business getting him you know a lot more bundesliga minutes under his belt hasn't quite struck um well didn't do it as much last season um obviously they've released Gieselman as well um which I thought was a bit of a shame but maybe again just an age profile thing um but yeah as I say I agree uh I think Union have had a really really good summer so far um and you know, Fafana coming in, Aronson coming in, hopefully just takes a bit of pressure off Geraldo Becker, should they keep him, uh, in terms of getting those goals because, you know, a great deal of their attacking uh from last season was pretty much relying on him scoring, or Kevin Berend, I suppose, um, who did um come come to the show a little bit. Uh um, right, a couple of other teams maybe to just touch on who are kind of um Maybe squeezing into the winners or mid-range category and, you know, shout up if you disagree with us in these ones. And I'm sure Mark might bat me down on a few of them as well. Um, I, I think Frankfurt have done okay as well this um, this summer. Um, we were kind of talking about it off air just before we went live. Um, especially given the fact that everyone knew Ndika was going, Kamada was going and Glasner was going before the season was, you know, far from done. Um I think they've made, what, three loan signings that have now become permanent. So in the shape of, I mean, Knauf had that brilliant run of form, didn't he, in the Europa League? He was fantastic at, um, well, right wing, right wing back. And the form did drop off, unfortunately, but I think there's still a player in there. Um, and Bimbe from PSG, he came in with a, an, another good profile, had no OK season, but gets forward really well. And Max as well. Uh, has been made permanent signing. Um, so, again, players who can, you know, get crosses in uh, and provide, I think that, that's good options for them. Um, look at uh, Robin Cock, who's come in from Leeds on loan. I think that's, you know, a solid addition to the back line if you're looking at, um, obviously, the loss of Indica. Uh There's also a young, talented centre-back who they signed, William Pacho. Uh, we don't know an awful lot about him, but... You, Kind of shaped in the mould of maybe replacing Ndikio in the years to come obviously only at 21 years mm-hmm. old lots of room to grow into that position um and you know hopefully um we'll do well with the club but i think there's two two really interesting ones i think the standout one has to be Skihiri doesn't it mm-hmm. coming in from Cologne, you know just, just did everything for them from a midfield point of view broke up play wins the ball back got forward scored their goals um, and if you yeah add him to add him into a Frankfurt midfield, I think that is lovely depth, yeah. lovely kind of um, mix that you'll have there in in that midfield. So definitely a standout signing for me. Um, and there's also a lot around this um, this Swedish midfielder that they've signed as well, Mark uh, Hugo Larson. I think they beat quite a lot of teams to him. So I think that's again really big one for the for the club. Young midfielder, really highly thought of. He's already got a Swedish cap. International cap at age 18. Um, we might not see loads of him, but it, it will be interesting to see how he maybe settles in um into the fold as well. So yeah, yeah, for me, Frankfurt thing have done really well considering as we already know, and and Kamada already went. And it looks like Kamada's move to AC Milan, which looked like it was done and dusted, has actually fallen through. So he's actually a free agent. And I, I don't think he wants to stay in the Bundesliga. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see if a Bundesliga team maybe went for him because obviously there's a quality player in there. Um Any other um shouts on Frankfurt, Mark? Before we move on to maybe a couple of others.
1: Yeah, I think Mamouche as well. Mamouche, he's a very funny player, Mamouche. Because at times when you see him on the ball, he looks like a real top player, doesn't he? Like he, he's always kind of industrious. He always looks like he's going to be testing defenders, but there's just something missing in there. It's so far from what we've seen of his time at Stuttgart and then Wolfsburg, obviously, last season. But you always got the feeling that there was a player in there with him, and on a free transfer, you know, it's not a bad signing really. I think yeah. he's more of a gamble than anything, you know. I don't think they're going to be expecting him to bang in like 15, 20 goals next season. For me, a lot a lot for them depends on whether they can keep Mouani though, you know, because obviously so far, yeah. he, they've kept him and obviously, Bayern Munich, which we'll talk about probably more a bit later, if they do get Kane, then you've got to question who is going to take him, really, money Because I think uh, Aussie men, that would mean Aussie men will be staying at Napoli. They've also been linked with him. And whether Premier League teams would quite be ready yet to take a, a gamble mm-hmm. on him, you know, because he's only had one season at a high level at the end of the day. So I'm not sure. So maybe there is still a chance that... Uh, Mouane could end up staying at Frankfurt. I mean, if they had him with those players, then I think they could be top four challengers again. Yeah. But at at the end of the day, they have lost Ndika, who was one of the best defenders in the league. Kamada. Although you've got to remember that Kamada didn't finish the season well at all last year. And he he almost kind of gave up in a way, let's be honest, which was a bit disappointing. They've also lost Almami Toure as well, who was a regular starter for them. Yeah. But in general, yeah. I mean, they've made an absolute plethora of signings. I I agree with you that I think... uh, and Bimbe as well you forgot about him he also was on loan I think he was decent too from Paris Saint-Germain they brought him oh, in yeah, for 6.5 million which is a decent he's a player that could go to a higher level like a player that could start playing better for Frankfurt uh, I think Probably in Gankam. Some people have actually talked up the sign of him, but he, he just did not. Yeah, for me. Insane. Really, at Hertha Berlin last year, he's another one that's kind of been linked. Like he's been rated for a number of years, but it, for me, he's just not really a, a Bundesliga standard player. But again, he's another. He's a gamble sign, a bit like what Goethe was last year. You know, everyone thought Goethe, he's absolutely finished, but he had specifically in the first half of the season, he was really good for them. So. You know, fair play to Frankfurt, you know, they they tried to rebuild and a lot of people didn't know that the money was really there for them. But I agree that the Shakiri is one of the signings of the season as well. He's a fantastic player, you know, one of the best players over the last two, three years in the Bundesliga, especially in midfield. And he's going to really, really be a good player. I think Robin Koch, what he can do, I don't know, because he wasn't really rated in the Premier League. But before he left the Premier League, he was really... Highly rated when he was at Freiburg, yeah. So we'll have to see if he can kind of rediscover his form. You've got to remember he was playing in a poor Leeds team the last two years. So at the end of the day, it's not always easy to show your best side when you're playing in a poor side like that. So, you know, he's going to have the chance to play in a top six team, really, in this Frankfurt team. And hopefully he can deliver some better form The German international.
0: Yeah, agreed. So I think... They really were our kind of three-ish teams that we think were clear uh, winners so far. Uh, Obviously, then we've got um, some mid-range teams, which we'll go through in a minute. Um, But we're now going to move on to uh, teams that we think have maybe had a bit of an underwhelming market so far. Uh, And again, please feel free to agree or disagree as much as you want. Um, We're just kind of spitballing whilst giving you all the details of who has actually signed who. Um, so, we'll just start with an easy one, um, <laughs> which uh, unfortunately is is pushing mentioned Munchen- Gladbach. Um, you know, a side who have just been stripped bare. If we talk about you know knowing clubs um, where everyone knew that players were leaving before the end of the season, we've mentioned Frankfurt, but how well they've you know recruited since then. Um, you know, Gladbach clearly have lost. Beds by to Dortmund, that was a long time coming. Uh Jonas Hoffman, I think, just felt like a massive shock to the club uh in terms of losing him. Uh to Leverkusen. Uh we, we knew that Stindor, obviously, from an age profile, would eventually move on. Uh that's you know, but he was still a great servant to the club and still scored goals to them. Marcus Chiram leaving on a free, you know, absolutely not a shambles, but it's not good business, is it? Let's put it that way um but when you think about it those you know those four players that that i've just named off the back uh off the back there um it's just well it strips their attacking options very quickly uh stindle turan benzfaini produced you know goals and assists scored they took their penalties often as well didn't he? um so yeah if you if you look at that Strong, strong links already with um, Nico Elvedi going to Wolves. I think it is off the top of my head. But they have lined up a replacement in the shape of Maximilian Verber from Leeds. Again, because they've been relegated, they're offloading quite a lot of players, Leeds. Um, So, yeah, if they can do that business quickly, then great. Um, But, yeah, it's tricky for Gladbach, I think, Mark, because a lot of people are now penning them to have a really bad season ahead and they might struggle and you know mid-season mid-table mediocrity might be like a a great achievement for them potentially um but I think their recruitment to me obviously um there are certain names that aren't so familiar with the Bundesliga but I still think they've done an okay job of trying to rebuild I know you're not so convinced on this one uh to be fair but um, just reel off the names just for people to, to know. So they brought in um, a young forward from, from Bayern in the shape of Ranos. I think he's got quite a a good um reputation for him. So maybe being able to um step up. But obviously, you've got Robin Hack as well, Bielefeld mm-hmm. player, uh former Bielefeld player, um, who you know has showed glimpses up Bundesliga level. Obviously, he'll have to show a lot more uh steady levels and consistency and that's shape. Uh the um the two big ones obviously from an attacking point of view are the um the signings of Honorat from um from the French side mark I think you remember who, who they signed him from. Brest it was, Brest, <laughs> was the, yeah mm-hmm. um and then uh Kavankara as well who I think has scored already for the club uh, in a preseason friendly so Again, when you look at their profiles, they have scored goals in, in the leagues that they've played in, but you know, it's a, it's a tricky one to come in and hit the ground running. If they do, then there's a good chance that Gladbach will be absolutely fine. Um, they've also, one thing to note, and it, it might not be a player that has a huge role to play this season, but they um, did make quite a decent signing in terms of a youth prospect from Werder Bremen. Um, I think his name is Chia Rodia um c-h-i-a-r-o-d-i-a um quite highly thought of in in the german ranks um so yeah interesting one if he plays much this season we'll have to see but yeah just very quickly on gladback marks and conscious of time as per um so i think it's probably looking like Gladbach will struggle and maybe mid-table will be well good for
1: Seoani in his first um well first season we've got back. yeah i'm really worried about them to be honest Yeah, as you mentioned four key players leaving the club and like you know th- probably the three best players if you think about it ben zabaini uh uh, Hoffman and Turan I think few would disagree that they were the best three players for the last few years and you know I think the other problem for them is that Kone is injured as well and they think mm. he could be out for quite a while and he's probably their best remaining midfielder so they're really really relying on some of these uh, new signs to hit the ground running my my only fear is that without sounding too much of a stato, you know, like looking at that signing of a uh, Kvankara, the Czech uh, striker, yeah, I like and signing for ten and a half million, but his market value is only four million, which is mm-hmm. like normally when, when you look at transfer market, which by the way is a really good website for transfers, it tells you the market value and how much they pay. Like normally, clubs, especially Bundesliga clubs, they pay a lot less than the uh, than the market value. Like often they get really good deals, Bundesliga clubs. But this is one of the few where a few transfers this season where the amount of money paid is way, way higher than the market value. So to me, that that is a little bit worrying. So clearly, the people that do the statistics for transfer market don't particularly rate the young man. But yeah, it's um, we'll have to see. You know, I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. But I do fear for Gladbach. You know, I just really do. But it, you know, there is some hope there. Uh, the likes of Robin Hack could come good. You know, I've seen him play at Nuremberg, fantastic yeah. player. And last year, despite BLFL's relegation, he got like, I think, 12 goals and 12 assists in a poor side. So he is a good player, but I just hope he can do it in the Bundesliga. Because trust me, he is a player who could really kind of come good. I, I do believe that, uh, Robin Hack. So that there, there is still hope for Gladbach. And, you know, they, they still do have a relatively solid base uh, in that side of That should be good enough to keep them up, but we'll have to see, I suppose. Moving on to another team that I think have had a poor um, window. I didn't mention these guys to you before um, when we were talking, Rory, but it's got to be FC Cone. The rivals of Gladbach, FC Cone, because I mean they've lost Shaqiri who was by far and away their standout player like he was their top man the the other problem for them is that they lost to uh, Jonas Hector to an early retirement at the age of 32 as well citing that he was ready for a, a new challenge and they, w- they would have been hoping they could have got another couple of years out of the excellent ex-German international who was a very very good player even towards the back end of his career so for me they were their best two players I'll be honest with you I think uh, Shaqiri and Hector they were the leaders the, the real quality in that side and for the only guy they brought in uh, for a fee so far is uh chabot who they actually had last yeah. season as well who again looks a decent piece of business for two and a half million he was quite good last year they have brought a few frees in, but none of them are like overly exciting i think probably the most exciting is pakarada from St. Pauli, the left back, he was quite highly rated for the Hamburg side last year. They brought another another defensive midfielder in from uh Nord-Giland as well in Denmark, but I can't profess to knowing that much about him. But mm-hmm. and also they did get Luca Valschmidt as well, who it seems about ten years since he last had a decent season, to be honest. But like he's they're gonna be hoping for him to add to Davy Selke to get the goals next year, aren't they? But yeah i just think i absolutely love stefan Baumgart. he's one of the best managers in the league and they're really going to be looking to him to try and fire up his troops and get get a tune out of this roster this year because i'm going to be honest with you it's one of the weakest sides in the league and i think um shakiri and hector kind of held it together last year and unless you can get some good signs in i'm a little bit worried about them rory what, what do you think am i is it for good reason or do you think I'm over exaggerating FC Cohn's problems at the moment? No, I had them on my
0: list actually. Um and yeah, I, I can't profess to know many of the people that they brought in. Um they've also let um Duda go as well. I know he didn't really play yeah. last season, I think he was on loan, wasn't he? But um, yeah. you know, he's a player who can score um a goal and was okay a couple seasons ago. And and yeah, as you say, the players that they brought in uh Chabot, uh, being made permanent is a good, a good bit of business. But, yeah, I think there could be a, a season of struggle perhaps for Köln for as well. Um, and then, yeah, it's, there are some other, other underwhelming markets so far. Um, and, again, this is a tricky one to kind of cover because we don't want to kind of just target teams before the season starts and we don't want to start on the negative context at all. Uh, but there has been lots of chat um, potentially about how, how Dortmund is sh- uh, shaping up for next season. Um, and it's not really in terms of putting them into underwhelming um, because what do you do when you lose a player like Jude Bellingham? Well, it's so hard to replace that that talent. And, and you know, they've kind of just gone like for like, really. like They've lost two players. They've lost Bellingham and they've lost Guerrero. Um, they were always going to bring in Baini, so that that's kind of sound. I think that's covered. Um, and then, in terms of replacing Bellingham, they've also obviously brought in um, Nemetcha from Wolfsburg, who has come with not a lot of um, fan favoritism uh, in in regards to some of his um, beliefs um, from you know from a religious point of view and a couple of tweets that he mail that he made previously. Um, But obviously the club believe in him as a player and brought him in. There's no doubt that they can get something out of him. He's a talented player. I think uh, Wolfsburg would be pleased to get um, the the amount of money that they did out of him. Um, But if you kind of paused it there, then you're thinking two for two um, and you're kind of downgrading on the Bellingham replacement. But now the fact that they've brought in um, uh, Marcel Sabitzer. From Bayern, um, obviously, I think from a buying point of view, not someone that they were desperate to keep a hold of. They didn't need to keep a hold of him. Obviously, he's on loan at Man United the last half of last season. Um, but I think that's a really smart move. Um, and I think it will boost uh, the, the options that Dortmund have. Uh, so, yeah, I think the fact that Dortmund have only really lost Bellingham, there's no reason why they won't be back up there challenging for the title. It's a shame that the uh, saga in terms of getting um, Mm -hmm. Alvarez didn't work out. That's a player that they were long linked with. Uh, They've also let Modeste go uh, at the end of his contract, which obviously made sense. Um, So I think there's quite a lot of players I'm quite excited to see as well. Duranville could be a player that we see a lot more of. um, Seeing the likes of Marlon and Amy grow as well as players would be really exciting. So, yeah, not... Not necessarily underwhelming, but just a tricky one to replace such a big player um, for for Dortmund in that sense. Um, Mark, do you just just quickly on Dortmund? Fair fair enough to say there's just one of those things when a player comes ra- around like Bellingham, it's just impossible to replace him, like like the Bayern and Lewandowski thing, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were never going to get a like-for-like standard replacement. You know, probably one of the top five central midfielders in the world now, really, Duke Bellingham. They got a great deal for him, you know, €103 million. But at the end of the day, like, I think it was just a shock when they first went for Felix Nemetra. I think people were just like, really? Are you serious? You know, that, that's going to be the replacement for one of the best midfielders in the world. But I think the Sabitz uh, uh, signing has kind of uh, steadied the ship a little bit now because, you know, he's a man that knows the Bundesliga uh, He is a very good player, you know. Obviously, at Leipzig was one of the leading lights in the Bundesliga. Didn't quite do it for Bayern, but I always thought it was a little bit hard done, but I don't think he was bad for Bayern by any means. Uh, I think he was relative, but obviously Bayern Munich is so good in that area, that central midfield area, and I think he couldn't quite fight his way in there. Although, I think at the beginning of last season, he did start most of the games, but didn't follow that into the second half of the season when he was loaned out to Man United and did, yeah... OK, I would say, you know, but it was a new league for him in a side that, you know, well, Rory, I'm sure a relatively mediocre United side overall. But still, it's uh, but anyway, I, I think for Dortmund, it's more about keeping plays. You know, they kept Emery Chan, who was brilliant last season. A lot of people thought he would leave. I still think Ben Zabaini is possibly an upgrade on Guerrero overall, too, because his defensive works better. And he still gets forward and gets goals and assists. He's not quite as good with the ball at his feet as uh, Guerrero was, but uh, for me, that's a relatively like-for-like standard. I don't think they've lost that much there, to be honest. It's mainly just the loss of Bellingham and whether who can come in and replace him. You know, whether Sabitzer will be that man or whether it will even be a who kind of steps up there, but. It's going to be hard to replace him, and it's whether they can find another way of winning games of football without Jude Bellingham. Because, you know, he was the player of the season last year. He was unbelievably good. You know, he is going to be possibly the best midfielder in the world over the next year or two. And I just think you can't really replace that kind of guy. But as you say, there's so much to be positive for with Dortmund. I think the form of Marlon, the back end of last season, that was like a new signing, basically. And I expect him to continue that kind of form this season. As you mentioned, Adi Amy came really, really good in the second half as well. And they have got quality like Bino Gittens and Duranville who are going to come and have big seasons this year as well, I think. So it's, not, it's by far from doom and gloom for um, Dortmund. But obviously, Bellingham will be a loss. Yeah,
0: agreed. So we'll kind of come to the teams that we think have had a bit of a, you know, OK, not bad, not, uh, you know, not great either. Um, and we'll just kind of spin through these teams a bit quicker now. Um, so looking at Augsburg, to be fair, Mark, I think, you know, um, from, certainly from an attacking point of view, they've done quite well in the market. So Okugawa coming in, um, Sven Mitchell from Union, who's, you know, has his moments off the bench. Uh, Tietz, um, who's come in from um, Darmstadt as their top goal scorer, absolutely <laughs> stolen in away. way um <laughs> and they've also stolen Patrick Pfeiffer from Darmstadt as well their best defensive option um making Burish a permanent signing as well keeping a hold of him is obviously massive um if they can um bringing in Finn Darman as well as a replacement for Gieckevitz um and then the fa- finally then kind of getting getting rid of Ricardo Pepe, uh, he's obviously moved on to PSV? What a saga that was! Um, yeah. Shame it didn't work out because he came with such, you know, fanfare. Uh, they spent a lot of money on him, and I think they almost levelled out. I think they maybe made a slight loss in, on him, um, but you know, Alsburg's uh, trying to look a bit more from uh, a bit more attacking, um, <laughs> and the fact that obviously they've taken two Darmstadt players, you know, directly impacts a team that are going to be down there with them anyway in that kind of bottom end of the league it weakens that uh, Darmstadt and it strengthens them so you know they'll be buzzing uh, in that sense uh, so that's our uh, sport quite quickly uh, Mark do you want to quickly run through another one of uh, the teams that have been kind of mid-range for, for you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, probably another one is Mainz, really. I think Mainz, uh, but they're more on the good side, but not like outstandingly good, yeah. But I do like the sign of Tom Kraus as well on a permanent from Schalke. I think that's a really good piece of business for Mainz, you know, because he's a player, again, a former FC Nuremberg player too. And He didn't do that well for Schalke last year, but I think there's a lot more to give for him. I, I do believe he will become like a real good Bundesliga player. He's still only 22 Five million is a really good piece of business. I also think Seth Vandenberg as well, uh, on loan from Liverpool. I think he was good the back end of last season for Schalke too. It's interesting that a lot of those Schalke players have found new Bundesliga clubs, which says a lot about how good they were in the second half of the season. Obviously, Maurice Jens getting a good move to uh, Wolfsburg as well. I just think there's been some real um, interesting to see a lot of those uh, Schalke players from that second half of the season rejoining Bundesliga clubs but yeah they're the only real two signings that they've made but I think both of them are quite uh, positive ones for me which is why I have them in the middle. Um, in terms of outgoings for them they've lost Ingvartsen but it's a bit of a loss but they did get three million for him which is half decent really considering he's always been a bit of a bit part player for them and I think a good piece of outgoing news for them was the sale of uh full Gini for seven million i mean he, he almost didn't play for the club as well yeah. i think to get seven million for a bundesliga club for a kind of player that spent most of the season on the bench is really really good business as well like so I think they've made a profit, actually, this season by quite a long way so far. They're around a 5 million, 5, 6 million in profit. And they look like they could even have a stronger squad. So, you know, again, although actually, sorry, one more point I have to make about uh, minds so as well. They did lose Aaron Martin, which is a really yeah. big loss as well. He That's went insane. to Serie A. Yeah, he's got to be considered a loss because he was a really exciting right back as well. But overall, they're looking good, a good place as well, I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, I'll pick up one as well, like mid range or slightly worse than mid range, maybe Hoffenheim. Um, obviously, losing Baumgartner to RB Leipzig kind of felt inevitable in the end, but a top performer for them, um, you know, consistent with goals and assists. So that's a huge blow in that sense. I'd be interested to see if Baumgartner can take his uh, game to the next level with RB Leipzig. Um, obviously, Angelino didn't really work out, and, you know, that's kind of ended anyhow. Uh, Dabur has moved on to a Saudi Arabian club. Uh, Kasper Dolberg, his loan move never worked out, so that was not made permanent. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of thinking, a bit worried about them scoring goals, but obviously they've brought in Marius Butler uh, or Buter, um from, from Schalke. Um, so that's, yeah, if he can continue his development, his confidence is sky high, of scoring goals in that Schalke team, there's no reason why he can't carry on necessarily. Uh, they brought in uh, Grilich as well, back from Mm. Ajax. Um, Just a Bundesliga player. He knows the league. He knows Hoffenheim. So I think that's a sound sound signing back. Um, And then just in the last few days, or slash today, this afternoon, um, they've made a pretty good defensive signing in the shape of uh, Shalai. I think it was a Hungarian Um, centre-back. You know, he should be a really important part of their back line, quite physical, really good in the air as well. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if he can shape up well, you know, a partnership with Olsen. Kabak could be quite a strong one actually in the Bundesliga, yeah. so that, that could be quite exciting to see. Um, so yeah, Hoffenheim again, they shouldn't have really been in a relegation race uh last season, but yeah, just slightly concerned about how many goals they might score if Butler can't quite um find his uh form that he had for. Schalke last season um, I'll just quickly do one more um, I'll go on to my boys, VfB Stuttgart who have had a fairly positive window. Um most of it revolves around how many players they can keep um, you know this. it looks like the sale of Girassi could be could be close to be honest I've heard um, that he's turned down a, an opportunity from Ajax uh, because he's waiting for a Premier League move um, his release clause is only 15 million euros as well um, it's, it's a hard one isn't it because Stuttgart only just made him a permanent signing um, well when they're in the middle of the relegation playoff uh, match with, with Hamburg so you're thinking yeah great you've got him now but you know he's a player that scored goals and that attracts attention so there's a good chance that Garassi moves on if they keep Souza, Mavropanos, um, these are all if buts and maybes, and obviously we'll relate to that when we come to it. But in terms of players that they've brought in, I want to be a bit more positive. Uh, obviously, Wu Young-Jong. From Freiburg, I think very good business, um, high energy. We'll add some more goals that uh, Stuttgart desperately need. Um, when he's had a good run of form for Freiburg, he's been a really good Bundesliga player. Um, obviously, the loan signing of Lurling from Union Berlin, I think is just, yeah, sound. If he gets a good run of form uh, or run of game time, I think he'll definitely progress and, and could be a good player for us to fill the gap, considering Thiago Tomas has moved on. Um They've brought in Middlestadt uh, as well from Hertha Berlin as a, as a Soza replacement. Um, if not, then good cover to have in the back line. Uh, good, solid player. But, yeah, that's an interesting one. They've obviously sold Florian Muller as well to Freiburg. Don't know how they managed that. But um, they managed to get him out the door. Uh, and it looks like, um, obviously, then they're needing a goalkeeper. Uh, it, I think it's pretty much confirmed uh, it might not be official in, in the actual... The usual channels, but New Bell, uh, from Bayern Munich looks to be coming in as their first choice keeper or to fight it out with Wedlow. Uh, but I suspect he'll be the number one goalkeeper for Stuttgart. Um, so that's yeah, bit of a mixed bag. But if Stuttgart can keep on to a couple of those, Panos and Sosa, particularly, then you know it could be slightly better season than Touchwood. We'll have to see. Um, so there, yeah, a couple of. Uh, quick updates in that sense. Mark, do you want to try and uh, finish off with maybe uh, a couple of teams and then we'll we'll maybe come on to RB and Bayern because we need to definitely touch on their um, windows so far?
1: Yeah, I think Werder Bremen, uh, I think there's only one thing to mention about them is the fact they signed Naby Keita on a free transfer. I think that's a really, really good move. But unfortunately, it seems he's already picked up an injury in uh, training, which is really, really unfortunate because, yeah. you know, I, I thought he was going to be an amazing player for them, but there was always that worry about injuries that have kind of plagued his recent career. And I do hope it's not too bad. I've not seen exactly how long it is. You know, we're still four weeks away from the season, so hopefully there's enough time to recover in time for the start. But that's not a good start, really. Other than that, they've done nothing, basically. There's been no major uh, stuff at all for them. Only. David Kovnatsky coming in from Fortuna Dusseldorf on a free as well. Just probably a player that, you know, probably back up. They'll be hoping it's back up for uh, Fulkrug and Dutch as well. Because if they lose one of them, then, you know, it it could be a problem. But if they keep them too, I think they'll be absolutely fine. But not that much to mention about Werder. I think, yeah, um, probably we've got to mention Wolfsburg as well. You know, we didn't mention them. They they brought in... They always make quite a lot of signings, you know, because we know that they're relatively well-heeled, the the Wolfsburg club. Probably the main one that they brought in, as I say, I'm impressed with the signing of Moritz Jens on a permanent. I didn't realise he was actually permanently at Lorient in France, actually. I'm not sure why they wanted to Mm. get rid of him, because he was a quality, one of my favourite central defenders of the second half of last season for Schalke. Great signing there. They've also brought in Thiago Tomas, which surprised me a little bit because I'm not sure what you thought, Rory, as a Stuttgart fan, but he never really did that much for me. Apart from like two or three games over the season, he just looked a bit overrated, to be honest, but they managed to get him and... You know, I'm, I'm not really that convinced about that signing, to be honest with you. Um, again, another play from Czech Republic. It seems to be Czechs are like really in fashion these days in the Bundesliga. A lot of them seem to get signed from the Czech League. Uh, they've signed Václav Czerny as well uh, from um, yeah. 20 in the Netherlands. And yeah, just a few signings for them. Obviously, the big news about uh, outgoings on their front is Felix Nemec. He left. Also, Mamouche left as well on a free... Also, Paolo Ottavio, too, which a lot of people haven't talked about. He, he's gone to Qatar, incredibly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, he's going to be playing in Asia next year. So, he was a key player for them as well in the second half of last season, the left back. So, you'd probably say overall they're you know they're probably still around the middle kind of level, but more negative than positive, I would say, for them, really, in truth. Um, who else have we got that we've not mentioned? Yeah. Um, we haven't mentioned, mentioned Freiburg, very, very little on the Freiburg dimension, apart from obviously the sale of Mark Flecken, he left for Brentford. I think that was done way, way before the start of the season. They're going to promote their young uh, under-21 German keeper is going to be their number one, but they should be in safe hands because he's very, very highly rated and he's already the German under-21s first choice keeper so i think he's basically the german james trafford basically so he should be quite good i think they have brought in uh, adamu from uh, RB yeah. salzburg usually players from RB salzburg are quite good aren't they i mean they paid six million euros for him so he could potentially provide a backup for Grigorovitz as well but yeah, they've not lost anyone, anyone major apart from Fleck. And obviously, they lost Wu Jung, but he was only a backup player anyway. So they're not going to be overly concerned about that. But yeah, Rory, do you want to take us through um, Abbey Leipzig? We've obviously had a very eventful window.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll finish with RB Leipzig and then Bayern. We're not going to touch too much on Darmstadt or Heidenheim because we've obviously got the profile shows that we're going to be doing in in a few weeks' time Um, and we've already mentioned that Darmstadt unfortunately offloaded or had to offload a couple of their players. Um, So yeah, RB Leipzig, yeah. It's been eventful. Nkunku was gone a long time ago. We know that. That's a big blow. Shabozla, as you mentioned, Mark, happened really quickly, but it's only because Liverpool wanted to be able to hit the release clause uh, before it went... um, Well, before that deadline hit. Um, So they did that very quickly. You can't even... um, We haven't even mentioned Comrade Lima. You know, him to buy it was a deal done quite a long time ago. Huge blow, really. And yeah, there's a very good chance that Gavardio... Gavardiole goes to City, although there has been a bit of a stall on that, I think, but I think inevitably it will happen. Um, So we'll see on that. But There's a very good chance that RB will be flush for cash uh, when that one goes through, because it looks like it's going to be 100 uh, million euros, roughly speaking. Um, And then their business in terms of bringing players in. I think it's quite exciting, to be fair. Um, Might not be for the long term. Because obviously they brought in Fabio Carvalho and Javi Simmons, both on loan from Liverpool and, and uh, PSG, well, PSG respectively. Um, but it's just like, what what do Leipzig get out of this? Yeah, they get them for a season, but Liverpool aren't gonna sell Carvalho to Leipzig. Like Simmons is never going to be signed by Leipzig on a permanent deal. It's gonna be way too much money for them. Um, so yeah, you get them for a season. They might give you a few moments of uh, Stardust, which I expect from them, they'll bring goals and assists for sure. Um, but yeah, tricky one that I think that that's interesting. Baumgartner, obviously, classy player that will be good for them at uh, the top end of the pitch. Uh, we finally get to see Benjamin Sesko, uh, who we've been waiting for for quite a while. I'm really excited to see him actually up front, really physical, speedy player, the Slovenian. Um, you know, that I, I can see him doing really well in the league. Um, obviously another big one was Openda being signed from Lens. Uh, um he, you know, he's got a really high bar in terms of progression. Um, Cap by Belgium already, 23 years old. He could could be one of those players that absolutely storms the league. So I think really excited to see how he gets on. Um, Seawold, who's come in kind of as a, a replacement for Lima, kind of prototype coming from the sister club Salzburg. So that's kind of a natural progression in that sense. Um, and then they brought in a young French um, defender who, again, I guess you say is potentially going to be a Cavardial replacement, although he's only 18 years old, but he's six foot five already. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his name because I'll absolutely butcher it. Um, but Yeah, I think he's he could do well, um, but it might be a bit too early for him. We'll see how much we see of the Frenchman. But yeah, I mean... I'm still excited by Leipzig because they had a good run at the end of last season under Rosa. Um, You know, the players that they brought in should help uh, to bring in that kind of high energy um, and and the way that he wants to play. Yeah. You know, they've been absolutely stripped of high quality players, but I'm also just as excited to see um, how they get on. And yeah, we'll we'll finish with Bayern then. Um, Mark, I mean, what we've seen so far, obviously, we've already mentioned Kim Min-jae is a physical demon. He, he will set up Bayern's back line so much better. You can imagine a partnership between him and like, De Ligt being absolutely ridiculous. And then you've got the likes of Upa Meccano and Pavard to come. Um, that is exceptional depth. Bringing in Guerrero is smart business, um, really. like I know Dortmund fans aren't happy about it, but um, it's... yeah his football business at the end of the day and they saw an opportunity. Um, I think they were probably more annoyed with like the goodbye that Guerrero gave on social media and then he's just the buy in as quickly as you like. Um, obviously, Bayern signing line from RB Leipzig again, weakened uh, arrival of theirs. Um, and then in terms of outgoings, not too much. Pavard's, uh might be on the go. Hernandez has already left PSG. We've seen that. Sabitzer to, to Dortmund on the other way. I think it's what yet is what yet to come for Bayern, if I can get my words out, because there's strong thoughts and feelings that Kyle Walker is coming. And um, that it's basically a done deal. They just need to sort out a fee. Um, they could see Pavard go the other way. Uh, interesting because the age profiles of the players, they're kind of saying that Man City win out of that one. And then obviously we are kind of left it a bit late, Mark, but Harry Kane to Bayern Munich, what are we saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, from a Bundesliga perspective, it would be amazing, you know, one of the best strikers in the world. Obviously, a fellow Englishman for me and Rory. It'd be fantastic to see him just down the road in Munich. Obviously, Bayern Munich need a striker as well. We know that they are going to sign a striker, that's for certain. They have to sign a striker. and They know that they're going to have to break the bank to do that. And I think, obviously, when it became... The more likely uh, options were Aussie men from uh, Napoli and obviously Mouani from Frankfurt. But I think when this kind of shock uh, transfer of Harry Kane, which has been the saga of the summer really both in England and Germany, let's be honest. uh, I think when that came available, obviously Bayern Munich are going to do absolutely everything to try and get him and who can blame them. At first, I didn't believe it was possible because I always thought that Kane would stay in England to break the record of the Premier League goals. But I've I've heard a lot of inside sources and they seem convinced that he is going to make the move over to the Bundesrepublik. Um, But uh, obviously, it's far from done and there's always a chance he could have a change of heart. You know, he's not lacking suitors, that's for sure. You know, pretty much every club in Europe or the world, even Saudi, quite happily have him on their books. But it, it does look as though Thomas Tuchel has managed to kind of wring his ear and you know try and get him to come around. But the, the issue is money as well. I think they've already had two bids rejected for him and it's already gone well over a hundred million euros. And I would say they're gonna to have to pay probably 150, 170 if they really want to get him, you know, even and I'm not sure they're really whether buying you know a club that have traditionally kept like a by world standards they've kept like a kind of tight book really haven't they let's be honest as, as all german teams do you know german teams they want to ensure the long-term future of the club and not jeopardize that which is which is fine but i mean they know that they need a striker if they want to be challenging for champions leagues and even Bundesliga next season they need a top striker which they didn't have last season and they know that basically they put all their eggs in one basket by the look of it with harry kane and they've got to break the bank to sign him that, that's my opinion anyway now I think it's too late in the day to start going in for Aussie men, who seems to have settled for another season at Napoli. And then Muani. you know, as good as he is, like would he be considered the same level as Harry Kane? I'm not sure, really.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> interesting to follow. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've gone through everyone. Apologies if we missed out any team. Um, I think we've covered everyone apart from the newly promoted sides. And like we said, we're going to be doing a proper... Uh, introduction for them um, to the league. Um, we haven't actually mentioned Holcomb that much. Um, they've seen a, f- a few players leave, basically, from a defensive point of view. Um, Lamparoulos, Staffelidis, and Kevin Schlotterbeck. They've brought in a Slovakian midfielder, Bre- uh, Brero, um, and a couple of Spider Bundesliga players. Um, Kwarteng is quite well thought of, isn't he, Mark? And Odets has been made a permanent signing as well um i kind of had Balcomers at the moment a bit underwhelming personally but um we'll definitely come to them and talk about them a little bit more as well but i think that's about as far as we can go we've definitely um kind of overspun we, we didn't think we'd spend this long talking about it but there's obviously been so much going on in the bundesliga in terms of transfer business and we wanted to make sure that we gave everyone their their due diligence uh, in that sense so um yeah thank you for everyone for tuning into our first show Of the season. Uh, We look forward to getting stuck into loads more um, in terms of pre-season sense, as we mentioned. A couple of new club profiles. We're doing a prediction show. Fantasy draft as well. Uh, We'll maybe look at what shows we can do as watch-alongs as well. We often do the Super Cup, for example. Um, And then, yeah, we'll let you all know where that's going on on Twitter and all the various social media platforms that Over the Bar are on. uh, In that sense, I'll hand over to you, Mark, to just close up
1: yeah so if you enjoyed what you saw today then check out our uh, twitter stream out over the bar fb and out over the bar extra don't forget the main site as well which we've been doing a little bit more work on to otbfootball.net and then, yeah, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. So we are on the journey to 1,000 and we're hoping to get there as soon as possible in this season because that would really help us to produce more content. As you say, you only have to wait three days before our next show as well when we've got uh, our Darmstadt preview as well. For those of you that don't know, uh, the, cl- the new clubs, both of them will be previewed within the next... Uh, week or so so stay tuned for that and you know we're on the countdown only four weeks a little bit less than four weeks until the bundesliga kicks off only three weeks until the super cup so yeah so much to come for you guys and yeah we'll be there to take you through it all so see you guys ciao Cheers <laughs>